0: Two teams have clinched a spot in the playoffs. Two teams were eliminated from playoff contention. And with two weeks to go, six teams are now fighting for the last four spots. Week 12 starts now.
1: Welcome to the ESFFL podcast. Hello, everybody.
0: What's going on, my league mates?
1: Welcome back to another episode of ESFFL, the podcast. I am your host and commissioner, Zach.
0: And I'm your co-host and co-commissioner, Owen.
1: Welcome back, Owen. We are on
0: episode 14. 14 down, man. Absolutely, man. It's been a long run.
1: We're on to week 12 here. The regular season is almost over. I mean, we've been saying this for a couple weeks, but... We've only got 2 weeks left now, so I mean it's it's really creeping up and getting down
0: to the wire for sure. It's
1: a bummer that football's kind of almost over. Yeah. I mean it really aside from fantasy football it goes uh, all the way to February, but it seems like it's almost over at least to my heart. Man, you know? it, you know, I'm
0: starting to feel the playoff pressure for sure. I mean we're a couple weeks away, a lot a lot of things to be played out to see how things are going to look out for this playoff picture and I'm
1: excited. For sure. Yeah. Uh On that note, though, Owen, let's get right into the news. Weekly updates from around the e s f f l Thank you, Kim. I don't know why you yelled it at us this time. Jeez,
0: calm down. <laughs> that was loud. I don't know you sound a little bit more robotic more than usual. I don't know, I don't know. did she
1: yeah, I think I don't know. Just just trying to you know be yourself, yeah, I don't know about her sometimes, but hey. Let's, uh real quick, so in the uh, in the intro there, Owen, you, you kind of teased that we had two teams eliminated from playoffs and two teams clinched. So, those two teams eliminated from playoff contention, and the two teams who have secured their spot in this year's Toilet Bowl are Diego and Gustavo.
0: It's a sad, sad day. You know, they had a good run there for a little while, somewhere in between. No, they didn't. You're right, no. <laughs> we saw this coming the whole season. <laughs> I, yeah. They
1: have a combined five wins. Ouch. So it's tough. And I mean, we knew that they were going to be uh, competing in the toilet bowl about halfway through. We had a good feeling. Yeah. But they're going to be competing this year to do the uh, Napoleon Dynamite dance video. Yeah. So, hey, two great dancers. And I know they would both kill it. So, I mean, you don't want to lose it, but <laughs> good luck, I guess. I don't yeah.
0: Have... And just to go over it again, the way the toilet bowl is going to work. Um, so basically, you're going to be contending. Uh, in a playoff uh, format format where winner uh, is out of the toilet bowl, losers continue in advance.
1: Yeah, so it's like the playoffs but reverse. So. Exactly.
0: So loser takes all, basically.
1: Yep, and the all is going to be dancing in front of all your friends and making a video out of it because we're going to post it on all sorts of social media sites so you can get all the clout that you deserve
0: yeah and make it good i mean make it worth your while it could go viral you never know you can actually turn this into a positive you could be famous yeah i mean (laughs) at least in this
1: league you will be uh and the two teams that have clinched playoff spots so much better opposite Um, end of the spectrum absolutely Jared and Christian, they have clinched playoff spots, so they are both 8-3 and three now. That's kind of yeah. a hint into later on, but they've clinched playoff spots, and they're going to be competing for the big bucks, and uh, congratulations to both of you for getting that locked in by the end of week 11, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, two of them, these, the, it was really close to where these two teams were narrowing out a victory, but uh, you know, congratulations to them. Uh, now at this point they're just trying to hang on to the the bye weeks that they have in place as it is right now.
1: Yep, they're they're right now in the top two seeds where you get that first round bye, but those are far from locked in at this point. Like you yep. said, we got two weeks to go, and they're only one or two games ahead of most of the teams in the playoffs, so it's very close.
0: Yeah, some important matchups coming up, and we'll see how things shake up
1: for sure. Uh, next up, Owen, the waivers. So we had not too much go on this week actually. Yeah, I mean, not too bad. So, firstly, we had the shrimp fried guys. They picked up the Lions' defense uh, this week, actually. So they're gonna probably be playing them. I know Steve had a couple bids in for other defenses, if I'm not mistaken, and didn't get any of them because he has no Fab. So he had to kill. He had to get the Lions.
0: Yeah, it's tough, man. When you have no Fab to make any real big moves, uh, Lions D is not the best. In fact, considered one of the worst. So <laughs> I mean, for most of history, right? Yeah. Um, but you know, if you see something in them, good luck.
1: Yeah, for sure. Next up we have myself, the California golden Yetis. Uh, I picked up the saints defense last week. I believe Christian dropped them. I was very grateful for that Yeah, because the saints defense heat. is really good. Um, I really might just kind of ride them out for the next couple weeks, regardless of the matchups they have. Cause they're, they're ballhawks uh, ball hawks. I mean, they get a lot of turnovers, a lot of sacks. So even if they give up some points, I have a solid baseline there. I also picked up this week uh, Malcolm Brown for $0. I s- actually swapped out Daryl Henderson uh, yeah, as my acquired, early handcuff. You acquired that in the trade, right? Malcolm Brown yeah, or, or Henderson. Henderson. I, I acquired Henderson, yeah, but Malcolm Brown, uh, I dropped Henderson this week, picked up Brown because wow. Henderson got no carries. Wow. Malcolm Brown got like six. So, I mean, he's just kind of the handcuff. I don't know. I'm just guessing.
0: Yeah, when I saw that trade, I was like, I don't know if Daryl Henderson's a handcuff, and I remember you're pretty adamant about it. And
1: I mean, nobody knows who the handcuffs are for anybody at this true. point on the Ram. So that is true. We're just taking a guess. And if Gurley does go down, and Daryl Henderson's the actual handcuff, <laughs> and somebody else picks him up, I'm fucked. So yeah, I also picked up Jalen Samuels this week. Uh, eight bucks there. I outbid Steve, who put in a zero dollar bid because he has no Fab. Ah. so I got Jalen Samuels, and I think this might be a nice pickup. Um. I don't know if James Conner is going to be playing this week. I know he still has that shoulder injury, so they might opt to kind of hold him out for at least another week. And with some bye weeks, I really needed a player for this week, so I'm hoping that he actually gets the start.
0: Well, the way things are kind of looking for Pittsburgh, it's very looking very bleak, and I don't think there's going to be a starter that's uh, going to be healthy enough to even play so I mean, Jalen Samuels is going to be the only bright light for the entire offense.
1: Yeah, and he pass catches and he can throw the ball, so I mean, <laughs> he might just be the whole Pittsburgh offense on Sunday. Yeah, seriously. If if James Conner sits, so we'll see. Uh, next up, though, we got the fireball finger blasters. Diego picked up last week. Raheem Mostert for eleven dollars. Ross Dwelly for zero, and Josh Reynolds for zero. Again, there's
0: Mostert. He's he's one of those guys that when the situation's right, you can play him or at least you know stash him. Because, you know, like I, I keep saying, those the Niners' backfield is a revolving door when it comes to health and situation. That Mostert is at least worth a pickup um, with how much they run the ball.
1: Yeah, and when Tevin Coleman was injured earlier in the season, I played Mostert a couple times, and he got me some good points. So, I mean, it's a good pickup. Um, I don't know. I mean, I have Brita, and Brita's still questionable. So I don't really know what's going to go on this week with him. So Mostert might get another start or at least another like, kind of split with Tevin Coleman. So uh, good pickup there. Also picked up Josh Reynolds, like I said, and that was because of the Robert Woods inactive.
0: Any news on that from what you've heard on what the hell's going on with that?
1: No, it's just a personal issue. I mean, I don't want to I don't want to speculate on what it is because I have no idea. It's not anything like uh, team punishment of any sorts like that. I mean, it's probably a family matter. So hmm. if he's able to come back this week, then uh, it's great. I mean, Robert Woods is better than Josh Reynolds for sure. And we really need him because the Rams offense will struggle a little bit. Yeah. Next up, we got the Area 5150s. Owen, you picked up Baker Mayfield for $15, outbidding Jared by 10 And you also picked up the Falcons defense as the only bid for 13 And
0: for me, I was tilting on this on both of these pickups a lot. Initially, I was very into these pickups. Obviously, Baker Mayfield is, has an awesome, awesome schedule. So I feel like that was a necessity, especially with Kirk Cousins um, going on to buy this week and Jameis Winston looking like absolute dog shit the past couple of weeks. <laughs> I mean, just a pick machine.
1: Didn't I tell you to pick up Baker Mayfield on Sunday when we were watching the games? Yeah,
0: yeah, no, and I I didn't actually see his matchups, but he's been on the up and up when it comes to that offense. Yeah, and he's been
1: playing better in terms I, of fantasy at Yeah, based.
0: and I think the uh, Cleveland ha- absolutely had something to prove after that whole Miles Garrett incident um, with the way things kind of looked. I think they're kind of just trying to salvage some sort of something positive, and I'm hoping it's the offense.
1: Tell me, though, about the Falcons' defense, Owen. So they were pretty bad to start the season Uh, after their bye week. The last two weeks, they've actually been balling out. So who who are they playing this week? What's their schedule?
0: So the way things are looking now, I think now that uh, Dan Quinn has relinquished his defensive coordinator duties, they have looked um, outstanding, like an entirely different defense. Which is
1: shocking because it's the same players, you know, and Dan Quinn is a defensive coach. So I don't know what he was doing out there that made them so bad for, what, Nine weeks. I don't really know, but
0: yeah, I mean, he's a Legion of Boom coordinator. He's the one who kind of got that off the ground. But it just seems like they have really changed, turned into a whole another defense. Um, as far as their schedule, they got Tampa Bay this week, which I really like. Like I said before, Jameis Winston's a pick machine. I do not see that changing. Uh, they have Saints coming up next week. Is when, and I like the Saints actually. Um, As that matchup, because when it came to this whole thing starting off, they they, they scored 12 points and shut down the Saints offense and gave them a pretty embarrassing loss. Carolina, man, if they do play anything like they did last week, I like that matchup as well. Of course, they got the Niners and Jacksonville in the the last. Two weeks of the season, but so
1: a decent schedule, and I mean, you have the Patriots D, so you're probably not going to be starting them every week. You're just going to kind of play know. those matchups or what?
0: Yeah, I mean, exactly the matchups as it is, because as you know, once once they kind of got embar- uh, New England, once they got embarrassed by Baltimore, they have kind of looked a little more. Didn't human. they get you
1: like 18 this week?
0: They got me 18 this week. Yeah, they, but they're this still week, all right this this week they played Dallas, and I think that's going to be the. I don't know. I'm tilting. You're going to play the
1: Patriots against the Cowboys? I'm tilting. Gonna, gonna we'll, we'll, I might have
0: to make a decision when we look in those matchups this week.
1: All right. Well, next up, we got the Talladega tri Josh picked up Debo Samuel for $0, and this might be the best pickup of Week 11. Yeah. Uh, Debo Samuel's been balling. Josh got him for free and, I mean, plugged him right into his lineup in a spot that he needed, and he performed pretty well. So nice pickup there. Team Knock on Wood, if you're with me, picked up Jonathan Williams outbidding me by $20. He put in a $20 bid. Uh, also picked up Sterling Shepard for 0 So Jonathan Williams is the Colts running back now, or one of the three that are the options there. And with David uh, losing Marlon Mack, he saw it necessary to get the backup.
0: Yep, and he obviously paid for it, uh, getting that handcuff. Uh, Naheem Hines is another option back there, but from what I'm hearing, uh Jonathan Williams is the guy that the that offense in Indy is actually looking forward and leaning into to be the the uh, backup for Marlon Mack until he returns. So
1: and this will be interesting because I don't really know how it's going to play out. I mean, Naheem Hines, if you would have told me that Marlon Mack went down last week, I would have said, oh, Naheem Hines is the starter now, you mm-hmm, know, so definitely. he still might see uh, way more touches than Jonathan Williams or whoever the other guy is. So I don't know.
0: We'll see. I think Jonathan Williams is still the more explosive player between the both, but um, I think they'll they'll end up splitting some of the carries.
1: Uh, next up, though, Zeke of Nature picked up nobody. He gave up. money <laughs> 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 Moneybags picked up the Oakland Raiders for three bucks. Michael Badgley for zero. Browns defense for fifteen this week, outbidding Steve by fifteen, and Matt Gay for two bucks. So he got, last week he picked up a defense and a kicker, and it looks like this week he picked up a defense and a kicker.
0: I think he upgraded. Uh, coming from the Oakland Raiders defense, which I think for him was a homer pick, especially going out there in o- in Oakland to see them play against Cincy, which looked awesome. Uh, they put in work over there. Mad Max, man, that guy is looking good. So, um, ends up upgrading. I think with Browns D overall minus Miles Garrett, um, <laughs> and Matt Gay, which I think is the uh, uh superior kicker to to Badgley.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't really... Matt Gay's been pretty good. He's the the Tampa Bay kicker, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they don't score many touchdowns, so probably a good pickup.
0: He has a good big leg.
1: Yep. Next up, we got the Green Bowl Packers. Picked up Daniel Carlson, who I'm going to be honest, Owen, I don't even know who that is.
0: That is the Raiders kicker.
1: Oh, yeah. He played him against me. I didn't realize his name was Daniel. Um, Interesting.
0: He he missed, I think.
1: He picked up Jay Ajayi, who he later dropped um, for Tariq Cohen. And put a $10 bid in on him, outbidding David. Also picked up the Colts defense, who, oh, and it looks like he outbids you by 20 there, or outbid you by 10. He put it in a $20 bid and you bid 10, correct? Yeah. Okay, so uh, Hunter was awarded the Colts defense there, and also picked up Kalen Balage for zero, the new Dolphins starter with Mark Walton. Uh, getting in more legal trouble. so Jesus, man. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how valuable the uh, Dolphins running back situation is. I mean, they haven't been good all year, no matter who they had. So it's just a, a roster spot at this point, getting a starter. So we'll see how it plays out for him.
0: Real quick correction. The Colts D, he actually picked up for zero. And Kalen Balaj, I had that $10 bid in um, just because of the situation that it was. And he outbid me by 10. Oh, so that's flipped on our yeah, team?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, gotcha. Sorry about that. Uh, next up though, lastly on the waivers, we got cooking with Dalvin picked up Ryan Griffin, uh, the Jets tight end in the wake of the, uh, what's his name? Chris Herndon? Yeah. Chris Herndon injuries. (laughs) Um, RIP. Yeah. Put in a $5 bid there. Josh put in a $0 bid, did not win him. I am surprised Josh put in a $0 bid with how much fab he has still, so Josh lost out on a good tight end there. He's been playing well for the last couple of weeks.
0: Yeah, of all the players to not put in massive amounts of fab into, this is the guy you probably should have, especially losing Chris
1: Herndon. Maybe like a $22 bid. Yeah, that probably would have <laughs> done it. <I've,
0: laughs> it seems to be the trend, but not today, I guess, so yeah, you so don't get him.
1: That's it for the waivers for this last week. Uh, and, wow, on this note, Owen, the oh, trades. Yeah. So yeah. the trade deadline has come and gone. It was last night. And we had one last trade go through before it uh, ended for this year. And that trade was between Jared, Team cooking with Dalvin, and Hunter, the Green Bowl Packers. And, oh, and this one, pretty interesting to me. You're very. Yeah. I don't know. So let me real quickly. Uh, Jared received Mike Evans, and Hunter received Le'Veon Bell. Straight up. Straight up. Just player for player. And I know Hunter needed a running back. I am very glad that he didn't trade him to him before he played me this week. Right. Um, and Jared received a receiver, received a receiver. That's pretty good. And he's needed receivers for weeks as well. So we know that both teams kind of got players that they needed to fill out their roster. But in terms of a fantasy football move, I don't know if trading Le'Veon Bell was the right one.
0: Yeah. I mean, I was, once I saw this, I was like, huh? And then I was like, hmm. And then I was (laughs) like, what? And, but now I'm... I sometimes like hmm. I'm like mhm <laughs> so I think this actually equals out and it's a pretty even trade for the needs of each team Mike Evans is usually a very reliable um wide receiver putting out massive fantasy points but has tendencies to kind of come he back go, down yeah, to earth Yeah he goes
1: up and down a little yeah. bit like he'll have a 30 point week and then like just 10 and So I mean it's a different baseline yeah. than uh, Levion right. who for the last couple weeks has played really well actually uh, I mean, in terms of fantasy, I don't know if, statistically if he's breaking 100 yards or anything like that. He probably not, but he's getting points. So I believe he had 18 this last week and he's got a really nice schedule going down the stretch definitely, there. So definitely. I'm not, I don't know about that one, but Hey, it's going to play out for both teams, obviously. And I mean, it'll be interesting.
0: Yeah. I can't wait to see how it works. Cause this could be massive for Jared. Um, he definitely had a big giant hole in the wide receiver spot and, now he fills it with Mike Evans, who's a big receiver and over there in Tampa Bay. I yeah, like it. Yeah, so
1: he'll have to move some players around, I assume, in his flex now, because he was flexing Le'Veon with his two elite running back starters. So, hey, good trade, you guys. Last one for the year. Wow. And on that note, though, Owen, that is it for all of the news. So let's just hop right into the recap.
0: Let's start right out. Hey, what happened? Some interesting stuff happened this weekend. Man, yeah. some good matchups, man.
1: All right, so week 11 um josh (laughs) josh requested that he was no longer the first team talked about on the uh, recap so josh you have been moved congratulations first matchup up we got the fireball finger blasters diego at two and eight versus shrimp fried Guys steve at four and six in a winner go home situation for diego he needed to pull out all of the stops to remain in playoff contention after what was a disappointing season he faced off with steve who has been on a hot streak and is fighting for that final playoff spot and Steve really had a solid week with his team led by superstar quarterback Lamar Jackson and his running back teammate Mark Ingram. Lamar threw four touchdowns and added 86 rushing yards, and Ingram scored two touchdowns of his own, with Stefan Diggs leading the way at receiver, posting 121 yards and a touchdown. Diego's best play came from Joe Mixon, who scored 103 total yards and a touchdown, but Diego was just barely able to crack the century mark, ultimately giving him his ninth loss of the season and a toilet bowl reservation. Mm-hmm. Final score in this one, 141.65 to 103.03. I think for Steven,
0: um, this tandem between Lamar Jackson and Mark Ingram has worked it's killer. out. It's awesome, man.
1: I did not expect, I mean, I knew Mark Ingram was going to be solid, but I didn't know that he would be sort of leading the team for Steve, aside from his quarterback, obviously, but right. he's been a star for Steve for most of the season here, as long as he's had him, and it's been a good pickup, because I, I think he acquired him in a trade, correct? Yeah, I traded him. Yeah. How do you feel about that?
0: I mean... You miss him? I... I a little bit. A little I bit. I don't think it would have... I think it equals out still from what I received, but uh, it would be nice to have him on my squad still, but, you I know, mean, Steven has really fought for where he's at. Yeah, uh, he he's been contention. grinding out
1: these last couple weeks, trying to get there, and uh, he's he's performed pretty well so good job steve you picked up your fifth victory of the season you're moving to five and six diego you dropped to two and nine damn Yuck. dude it's i can't believe i lost to him <laughs> like all of a
0: sudden he just blows up last week and just totally destroys me but and uh, then
1: boom right back down to 100 points
0: yeah what the hell man
1: all right next matchup up though we got zeke of nature tavo at three and seven versus the euphoric money bags christian at seven and three
0: yeah with the euphoric money bags being the hottest team the esffl Going up against Zeke of Nature in a do or die matchup for Tavo. Coming off an outstanding six game win streak, Swoosh has faced heavy adversity with Juju Smith Schuster and Tyreek Hill leaving, uh, leaving their respective games earlier, as well as a two point performance from his tight end spot in Jared Everett, Gerald Everett. Tavo found himself in another opportunity to capitalize on a bad situation and secure a much needed dub. And absolutely shit his fucking pants. The Zeke of Nature posted a new league low in 84.38 points, with Jack Doyle getting a huge goose egg, unable to see the ball once. Deshaun Watson getting dismantled by Baltimore, putting up one sixth of a point. Tyler Boyd getting one and a half points, and Ronald Jones getting 2.8. Tavo has, uh, Tavo has quickly <laughs> become a front runner in the race down into the toilet bowl. Switch, and Swoosh can thank Dak Prescott for salvaging this matchup in what could have been this. Most embarrassing loss after Dak put up 444 yards and three touchdowns for 36 points, helping him secure his seventh straight victory and clinching a spot in this year's playoffs. Final score, 119.96 to 84.38.
1: And for Christian here, it's a it's a really low score for what he's been putting up the last couple weeks. So he's going to have some uh, things to fill here as he goes into week 12, but man... I don't even know. Listening to those stats that you put up there for Tavo Owen, I'm actually surprised that that equals up to 84.
0: It's, it blows my mind. I mean, he had he had a couple players do decently, but I mean, this could have honestly been another matchup where or Tavo could have actually won if he would have put the due diligence in. He had uh, Garoppolo for 33 points on his bench and could have moved around to probably manage another 10-15 points there.
1: And man, this hurt because I put real money on Tavo you to really win. did. I try I paid to or I bet Christian to at least cover the spread. It was I, we put 10 and a half points <laughs> or 10.8 actually. Yeah. yeah. Um and man, what the hell? I, I ended up uh, Venmoing Christian on Sunday before the game was even up because I was like, Tavo's not gonna come back to within 10. It's disgusting. So Tavo You have earned a spot in the Toilet Bowl. Christian, you have earned a spot in the playoffs. So congratulations to both, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) Next matchup up, though, we got the Area 51-50s. Owen coming into this one 5-5 versus the Talladega Tripugs, one game ahead at 6-4. And here we had two teams facing off, both coming off of losses with Josh and the Tripugs struggling for much of the last two months and Owen coming off of a huge upset against Diego and the Finger Blasters. With both teams still firmly in playoff contention, this game was important for both seeding as well as staying in the playoff picture. For Josh, he was forced to start Nick Foles with his starting quarterback Russell Wilson on the bye. Foles performed decently, scoring 19 points. His two running backs underwhelmed, but his receivers put up decent weeks with Godwin and Debo Samuel combining for over 30 points. Hyatt also had a solid game in the flex, rushing for 65 yards and a touchdown. But Owen was determined to get a victory this week. Kirk Cousins scored 22 points. Josh Jacobs had another 100-yard performance, but the real story was John Brown of the Buffalo Bills having a career game posting 32 fantasy points on the back of 137 yards and two touchdowns. Keenan Allen the flex uh, scored 17, pushing Owen to a much-needed victory, keeping him in the playoffs as we inch one week closer to week 14. Final score in this one, 145.26 to 127.99. I got an
0: interesting uh, piece of information
1: for you here. Let's hear it. After
0: Josh's interview back in week five, after he (laughs) went on a five-game winning streak. Yep. And after his boisterous uh, Mm, saying that phone call, he
1: would never lose a game. He has lost. What is he? One in six. (laughs) He's lost
0: five out of his last six matchups. Jesus. Nearly lost six straight with that matchup again with Tavo, where if he would have just flexed two other players, could have easily won. So he nearly has been on a 0-6 and start after that. Wow. Insane.
1: The fantasy gods have truly smited John. Smited. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny, man. Like We've been playing fantasy football for 10 years now, right? Yeah. And the fantasy gods have shown themselves. They have been the most consistent thing in this league. Every year, man. For 10 years, you cannot get nothing by these people.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. These higher leads. I'm a believer.
1: For sure. Man, it's wild. And they have really smited Josh as he falls to another loss. So Josh is gonna be moving to six and five now. Owen, you're also six and five. So you're both still in the playoffs, uh still fighting for that last spot there, but Josh is struggling. He needs to he needs to put something together. I know he's got uh Chris Carson and Russell Wilson coming back off of buys, so he could have really used Todd Gurley this week is what it comes down to.
0: Yeah, he's gonna he's smashing the panic button at this point, dropping five of the last six, nearly six straight um i don't even know what you do at this point now that the trade deadline's over um i mean he has plenty of fab to make some moves in the waiver wire but man we'll see how he fixes this and if he can actually sc- uh, scrape away at staying into the playoff picture
1: yep next matchup up though we got myself the california golden yetis at six and four versus the green bull packers hunter at four and six Zach and Hunter went at it this last weekend with a
0: lot going into this one as far as how the playoff picture would look moving forward. Hunter, Hunter, <clears throat> Hunter needing a win in a bad way kicked things off with his Atlanta wideout stack and Julio and Calvin Ridley combining for 37.85 points against Carolina. Hunter also played the Denver duo and Royce Freeman and Cortland Sutton combining for 23.17 points. Things were looking very steady for Hunter as Drew Brees kept him in line for a 20- for oh, victory. For victory. Sorry, I can't read. <laughs> uh, for victory with three touchdowns and 24.2 points. Until Josh Allen broke out in his best game so far for the Yetis, uh, passing for 256 yards and three touchdowns and carrying the ball for 56 yards and a touchdown. This year's fantasy MVP, Christian McCaffrey, posted another low-key great game with 27.75 points on 14 carries and 70 uh, for 70 yards and 11 receptions for 121 yards, man. That's a lot of receptions for that, man. And for how bad Carolina did, it's insane. Uh, finally, a back-to-form game for Todd Gurley for 25 carries and 97 yards and touchdown, which had him looking like the Gurley of yesteryear. Yet he secured another top-scoring team of the week title and are that much closer to scoring, securing a playoff spot. Final score in this one is 147.3 to 135.6.
1: And it was a very good victory for my team. Man. And oh man, I had uh, I had Damian Williams go down on Monday, so I should have had a little bit more than I had. But scoring 147 in a week where I had a player get injured is killer. And Christian McCaffrey is my best friend. Jeez, he's dude. matchup proof. It doesn't matter who he's playing. Um, doesn't matter if they're winning, losing. Like this dude's getting the ball, and he's doing whatever he can to make the Panthers get any sort of points. So I mean, he only had what what was it? 14 carries for 70 yards. But the 11 receptions for 121, he only almost had 200 yards on a day where the Panthers looked terrible. Yeah, So three
0: points scored in that game. If
1: he ever gets injured, my team is done. (laughs) I'm absolutely sunk. So Christian McCaffrey, I hope you're getting lots of massages and making sure that your muscles are not all tightened up and you're going to be all right for the rest of the season. Someone
0: someone test this man for HGH.
1: No, don't. (laughs) but i had i had a great week and i mean hunter put up a good fight there scored 135 Um, my new drew Brees had a good matchup this week and mike evans as well fortunately mike evans did not have a good week i think that was kind of the difference in our matchup there um but yeah it was a good victory for my team moving to seven and four hunters dropping to four and seven
0: yeah, I mean, he stayed pretty tight, which I think is respectable for Hunter uh, where he's at and where it he It is. I been. knew it
1: wasn't going to be a pushover matchup for sure. Hunter's team has actually been pretty decent. He's just gotten some bad breaks, so yeah. it's tough. Next matchup up, though, uh, the last matchup up, cooking with Dalvin, Jared at 7-3 and three versus Team Knock on Wood, if you're with me, David at 6-4. and four. In what was expected to be the game of the week, These two playoffs teams did not disappoint. Hell no. For David and Team Knock on Wood, if you're with me, Marlon Mack was stellar before leaving with injury with 109 and a touchdown in barely one half of football. Michael Thomas and DJ Chark were elite once again, combining for over 50 fantasy points. And with the lead going into Monday night's matchup, facing off against Mahomes, Kelsey, and Mike Williams, we knew that David's lead was anything but safe. But after a slow start from Mahomes, Jared was left wondering if his team could pull out the victory. His running back tandem of Cook and Kamar were solid, combining for 33 points, and Le'Veon added 18 of his own in the flex spot. Paired with Kelsey's strong performance on Monday night, Jared was just able to pull off a victory thanks to a 50-yard catch by Mike Williams late in the fourth quarter. Final score in this one, 142.31 to 141.67.
0: And I know everyone was watching that last uh, drive uh, for Los Angeles in... When I saw him air out that ball, I was like, <laughs> "No
1: way!" And I thought it was funny. David put a text in the group chat. He was like, "Did I just lose? I don't even want to look."
0: <laughs> it was insane. It was such a good matchup, though, because, like you said, it took every one of their players to perform like they needed to, um, in which they did, and it was just crazy to watch that matchup with Kelsey and that huge touchdown. Yep. Um, from and Mahomes. David
1: David had only ended up only ended up losing by point six four points. So. One Just the, crucial, yeah. man. Yeah,
0: one of the most closest matchups or victories that we've had this year. I'd
1: like to call it the upset of the year, not because it's uh, Jared beat David, but because David was probably the most upset of the year. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. It was, a, it was a great matchup. It did not, like I said, did not disappoint. And that's what fantasy is all about, man. It was really awesome to watch, but I could not imagine taking a dagger like that.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, this is what we play fantasy football for is moments like these where it is just wild up to the last minute of the fourth quarter. I know, yeah. I mean, none none of it uh, in our league, none of the matchups came down to Philip Rivers, but him throwing oh, that pick on the very last play of, the, of their drive killed a lot of teams. I know it's... So. Oh, yeah.
0: I, you know what? I almost actually picked up Philip Rivers and started him. Um, you would have lost. Oh, yeah. For sure. Oh,
1: yeah. Okay, well, that is it for the recap this week. Uh, let's hop right into the Sleeper Report. Again, this is provided by Sleeper. Shout out to all of you. Thanks for sponsoring the show. <laughs> the best manager this week, Owen. Are you ready for this? Hey, this will shock you. Let me hear it. It's a Diego. Uh, yeah, why wouldn't it be? He <laughs> Scored the most points possible. Only 100 points, though, so tough.
0: Hey, congratulations, Diego.
1: The worst manager this week, it was Tavo. No. Only scored 69% of his perfect possible lineup. Um, Crucial. The, the actually, what's 121.54? What was Christian's score? I want to look at that real quick. It
0: was.
1: Where'd it go? It was enough to beat him. Wow. So, Tavo had enough points to beat Christian on his bench, so that is tough. Uh, it, the biggest Tavo. blowout this week was Steve beating Diego by 37%. The narrow victory was Jared beating David by 0.5%. Highest score was myself. Lowest score was Tavo. Hunter overachieved his projection by 8%. Tavo missed his by 32%. Quarterback of the week, my Josh Allen. Running back of the week, my boy McCaffrey. Wide receiver of the week, your boy John Brown. Tight end of the week, Travis Kelsey for Jared. Mm. Kicker of the week, Justin Tucker for Josh. And defense of the week, the New Orleans Saints for myself. Wow, good job, Yetis. Yeah, I had three guys on that list this week and I actually got a win, so that's cool. Congratulations, sir. Yep and next up owen though let's update the podcast pick so oh shit this week it was a little closer than it has been yeah
0: yeah some interesting matchups i think shook up pretty pretty
1: pretty cool for sure and you were only 0.6 points away from uh getting the, uh, the david decision right and you would have had all five correct this week so you ended up getting four right i got three so you have inched one game closer or one point closer total now is 35 to 32 man
0: that three points is, is huge. That's that's a lot of water,
1: for sure. And I mean, I picked uh what who, I picked Steve Tavo, myself, Josh, and Jared. You picked Steve, Christian, Zach, Owen, David. So it's really close. And I mean, I had to bid on I had to bet on Tavo there. That was where we switched up. I picked Josh, so that wasn't good. And then you picked David. Those were our differences, and it, it equaled out to just a one point victory for you there uh next up though we got the team of the week interview and this one will be a little different because it's myself wow and i have earned it so owen (laughs) interview me live on the spot
0: all right well like we had before uh we kind of wanted to establish the uh state of the franchise but zach figured differently (laughs) and wanted to make sure we talked about his triumphant title uh that he won today by what was it two points that would easily been to me but you know what hey Well deserved, sir. 147, the lowest scoring title of the year. How does it feel?
1: Well, Owen, I will turn this into a state of the franchise. Are you ready? Yeah, let's hear it. And the state of my franchise is strong. Really? Very strong. I'm feeling actually good about my team, so... Uh, I've had some moves that have been questioned, like Todd Gurley. It's,
0: yeah, that's, that was something I wanted to ask you. Like and I know you are tilting a lot with him.
1: I was tilting a lot, and I was telling you, remember, Owen, that I said, if Todd Gurley has a good week, I will feel okay about the trade. Yeah. And he had a good week. So he got 25 carries. The Rams realized that, hey, we have a great running back, and maybe we should play him a little bit. So as long as he continues to get around 20 carries, as he should, as probably top three top four running backs in the league I mean I think my team will be okay because he's going to get some he's gonna get some points he'll get some touchdowns he caught the ball a little more this week so it was a better week for Todd and uh I, my team kind of put it all together this week aside from the injury and I'm happy with it I'm happy with it
0: so you also, I, well, first of all, let me say it's just I think it's pretty funny that a lot of your fantasy team kind of relies on the inflammation in Gurley's knee. But, <laughs> but besides that, there's also the aspect of the quarterback controversy you got for your starting here with between Josh Allen and Kyle, Kyler Murray. How do you kind of decipher which is going to be taking the starting position going forward?
1: Yeah, I mean, Kyler Murray has been a top five quarterback this year. Um, Surprisingly,
0: it's not surprising for me. to me.
1: Hey, that actually, uh, I want to real quickly dive into this. So I traded for Kyler Murray like week three or four or something with Diego after I drafted Cam Newton. And that really kind of saved my season in a lot of ways because I've been able to play Kyler Murray in most of his matchups. I've had to sit him for a couple, like with the games against the Niners. But it's turning out as we go down the season here, he's becoming matchup proof. I mean, he played the Niners this week, put up like 26 or something. Yeah,
0: both matchups against San Francisco, he played decent.
1: Yep. So I'm not really afraid to play him. Um, I do have him on a, uh, was he, yeah, he's on a bye this week. So I'm not even going to be playing him this week. I have Josh Allen starting again. Um, so I'm very excited about it. I mean, going down the stretch here, I'm going to be playing whoever has the best matchup and probably it's going to be Kyler Murray more often than not, regardless of, uh, whether or not he's playing a really strong defense. I think just the Cardinals are going to be losing a lot. So they're going to be throwing the ball like crazy. Yeah, so let me ask you about this
0: then. Next week you have a bye uh in a, in your matchup going against Tavo. So you can basically pretty much say that you have the playoffs secured uh with the victory this coming up week.
1: Yeah, if I beat Tavo, I will secure a playoff spot. It's going to get me to my 8th win, and that's all you need this year to make it with the uh with the people at the bottom there just fighting up. Steve has 5 wins right now, I believe, and he's the 7 seeds so he's going to need 3 wins just to uh climb back in and it's not going to be it's not going to be possible if i get a victory
0: yeah well i think there's not a matter of if you win i think it's just a matter by how much <laughs> you win by um and like i said it's basically a bye week um so i mean basically congratulations on making the playoffs sir <laughs> so
1: <laughs> well i don't want to put the uh the what's the old saying I don't want to put the chicken before the egg. It's probably not that.
0: No, it's definitely not that. You know what you, I mean. You don't want to count, your want to count eggs my eggs before, before they hatch? hatch. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't want to count my eggs before they hatch. So I will not congratulate myself on clinching a playoff spot, but I am feeling very good going into the playoffs. And I mean, I feel like I can hang with those two teams at the top there, Jared and Christian. Um, I think I can hang with them. So it's going to be interesting.
0: Yeah, currently in third place spot, you know, and having that game victory against me. However, week 13, we have a matchup that's going to be very crucial on how things kind of shake up here in the playoff picture.
1: It will. And I mean, it's going to be a close one. I know both of our teams have been uh, sort of up and down for a lot of the season, but I've been on an up streak here. You just got another victory this week. So I'm looking forward to that one for sure. Um, As long as I get a win this week, though, I'm just glad that it won't kick me out of playoffs. So it's all good.
0: Yeah, now let me ask you this. With this sixth spot basically being the only thing in question here uh between David, Josh and Steven reaching for that. Where do you kind of see things shaping up for there?
1: Well, I oh, man, it's tough because Josh is really on the cusp of falling out of the playoffs. It's totally possible. But he is the team that I would probably prefer to play if I'm 100%. If I'm the 3 seed, Josh will be the 6 uh, as it sits right now, he would be my matchup. And I do feel like I have the best chance of beating him compared to even Steve's team, who's actually been really good. And I don't want to play Lamar Jackson, to be honest with you, because that's that's the yeah. killer right there.
0: Yeah, that could really be devastating. Yeah. Interesting stuff, man. Do you have anything else to say going forward for the league?
1: All I have to say is that, Christian, I want an apology for saying that my team oh. sucks. Oh, wow. No, I'm just kidding. I mean... He said that I'm carried by McCaffrey, but I've I've turned out that my team's that rounding is, out a little bit.
0: I would still Are say that is a true statement. Are they not? You just said 20 minutes ago that if McCaffrey goes out, your league is your your season's done.
1: Okay, <laughs> I I contradicted myself then. Christian, you don't owe me an apology. I'm going to I'm going to be all right. I'm not worried about it. I'm I got to win, man. I don't know.
0: <laughs> Another great interview, Zach. Thank you. Appreciate your time. I know it's you have a lot on your plate, so
1: Yeah, thank you for having me on the show today. It's an honor. <laughs> <laughs> okay though so that is it for the uh, team of the week interview this week and on that note let's take a look at the standings and power rankings come on tell me tell me tell me, tell me where i stand, you know where I, stand. I do i do know where you stand tell me about it and we will start again with the power rankings owen and uh you want me to start at the bottom right 10th please so tied for 10th place watch well, tied for ninth i guess uh diego and tavo
0: i could tell you right now tavo's
1: dead last
0: there's no question there <laughs> i don't care what the math says tavo's last
1: yikes uh eighth place hunter seventh place josh sixth place steve fifth place david fourth place owen third myself second place christian First place, Jared. So, Christian fell out of the first place in the power rankings there, probably thanks to his 118 points this week. Um, Josh also slid quite a bit. Josh is now behind Steve in seven, so it's very interesting.
0: Yeah, I mean, he could easily have gotten a sixth spot. I have a big feeling that Steve, yet again, has placed himself in the the first (laughs) place spot, so kind of ups his average there, but, uh, you know, this is going off at five votes this week, guys, so disappointing (laughs) disappointing so well i mean it it is though it is very interesting to see that christian has moved down because i still feel like he's one of the yeah probably about the, the top two teams um
1: yeah he's still in second though so i mean no big deal i think this is the highest i've seen you since the beginning weeks though at number three i think it is i was four for a while i was six for a while and now i'm finally getting some respect put on my name jumped up to three so thank you to my peers for voting me a little bit higher um, now, Owen, let's update the real standing. So, oh, in 10th yeah. place, Diego. In 9th place, Tavo. 8th place, Hunter. 7th place, Steve at 5-6. and six, One game out of playoff contention. 6th place, Josh. 5th place, David. 4th place, you, Owen. Uh, you, Josh, and David are all tied at 6-5, and five, by the way. And 3rd place, myself at 7-4. and four. Second place, Christian at eight and three. And first place, Jared also at eight and three.
0: Now with this, I see this big uh, blaring issue here when it comes to points. As as far as playoff contentions, I don't want to say it's pretty much confirmed as it is because, of course, people could drop a lot of games, but for Steven to get his way in it's going to be He's tough. going to have
1: to win both weeks.
0: Not only that, he's behind the lowest scoring team that is in, currently in the playoff picture by a hundred plus points. So he's going to also have to cover that ground because with that being the tiebreaker. So a lot's to happen. Lot a lot has to happen for Steve to really realistically put himself in the playoff contention.
1: Yeah, the only thing that could change that though, Owen, is if you, David, or Josh lose the next two and Steve wins the next two. So if if, th- if that happens, then Steve will be one game ahead of whoever that is. Yeah. And he will leapfrog them into the playoffs. But Steve's gonna need a little bit of help after a struggling uh first part of the season there, losing Devontae Adams for much of it. That really hurts yeah. Steve. So it'd be interesting to see if Devontae Adams had played the whole season, if Steve was able to actually stay in the playoffs the whole time. I mean, it would have been it would have been close.
0: I would also have to put some blame on some of the waiver wire acquisitions that he's had this year. Um, questionable, perhaps. Antonio Brown, still currently on his roster, I believe. <laughs> so, But
1: hey, he tweeted a, an apology to the Patriots. You see that?
0: Didn't he tell him to fuck off like two weeks ago?
1: Yes, but now he apologized. Oh. He said, Robert Kraft, I am sorry for all the bad media to your team. I want to play with Tom again. He posted a picture of him and Tom hugging after a touchdown.
0: When did when did he even find that picture? Because they, they were like, he was on that team for like seven seconds. It yeah, and crazy. he scored a touchdown. You remember? That's all he did this year.
1: Hey, he had a good week, though. He was on my <laughs> team for that. I actually started him. I got one good game out of AB.
0: I just think it's hilarious that Steven realistically has him on his bench. Like, I think that if you would have filled that void with somebody else maybe (laughs) you could have probably (laughs) changed some outcomes on some of these games
1: yeah who knows but hey uh those two spots are still the two spots for the buy are still very up for grabs which is Um, a bigger story here i feel yep and we'll kind of get into that here as we dive into the preview but man it's gonna be close wow so let's yeah like i said let's get right into the preview.
0: All right. Man, it just gets me going, especially with the last couple weeks remaining until playoff contention. Man, do we have some games to play.
1: For sure. So the first one we got here, Owen, it is the Talladega Tripugs, Josh at 6-5 versus the Fireball Finger Blasters, Diego at 2-9. and nine. So in this one, uh, the early projections have Josh winning by 27 points, 130-103. to 103. Uh, let's take a look. So Josh has one bye week. Diego has one as well. It looks like Diego's projected to get smoked this week.
0: Yeah, but the way Josh has been playing, who knows? Anything's uh, who knows? possible.
1: In the quarterback spot, we got for Diego Matt Ryan playing against the Buccaneers this week. A great matchup versus Russell Wilson playing against the Eagles. Also pretty solid. Uh, in the running back spot, Diego has Philip Lindsay and Aaron Jones coming off that bye. Versus Nick Chubb and Chris Carson, also coming off his bye. So solid running backs for each. Um, I actually kind of like both running, like both teams' running backs. Pretty good. Yeah. In the wide receiver spot, uh, Diego has Amari Cooper and Josh Reynolds. Probably going to sub that out, though, for Woods if he comes back or Golden Tate who's coming off of a bye. Uh, in the wide receiver spot for Josh, he's got Godwin and Debo Samuel. Probably playing them, I would imagine. Uh, Likely. In the tight end spot, Diego has Ross Dwelly. Um, does he have another tight end? George Kittle. So questionable there. So who knows if he's going to play one of those two. Uh, in the tight end spot for Josh, he has nobody. Yeah, he's going to have to make a move this week. He's got Hunter Henry on a bye. That's, so very interesting there. That's what you get for not putting in the fab. Yeah. Uh, in the flex spot, Diego has Emmanuel Sanders and Joe Mixon versus Josh's Tevin Coleman and Carlos Hyde. So, Owen... I know it has Josh projected to win by quite a bit here, but what are you thinking?
0: Well, looking at it overall, I'm not really going to go into much depth uh besides that it's going to be a huge uphill battle for Diego going through. He's going to need some breakout performances from a lot of his players and I just don't see foresee that happening. Um I mean even it's, his his bigger uh you know big play performers are Aaron or, Jones
1: and Amari Cooper—is that what you're gonna say?
0: Yeah, but they have like they terrible have matchups. Terrible.
1: I was just looking at that as well. Aaron Jones playing the Niners, Amari Cooper playing the Patriots. So his two stars of his team there yeah, got some tough matchups. Yeah, and so Joe Mixon be, as
0: well. Like anybody who it could be a big play performer is just it just doesn't look like it's it's there.
1: I tried to trade for Joe Mixon this week. Good Diego. lord, Diego told me no. Well, I don't
0: know who to look at when it comes to, I don't know. I just couldn't, I couldn't make, bring myself to trade for Joe Mixon.
1: Yeah. So Owen, who do you think's going to win it?
0: Uh, this one's pretty clear for me. I got Josh. Um, I would love to see the upset just to see Josh upset, but <laughs> I think it's going to be Josh all the way unless Diego makes some, some pretty calculated moves.
1: Yeah. And I, uh, oops, sorry. Got away from the mic there. I also think that Josh is going to take this one. Um, he's he's the easy favorite there, so he's an easy person to pick in this matchup. And next matchup up though, Owen, we got the euphoric money bags Christian at eight and three versus Team Cooking with Dalvin, also eight and three. And this one, Owen, crucial matchup of the week. So these two top two seeds playing playing against each other, and one of them is gonna lose. So one of them will be moving to eight and four, the other nine and three and that's going to open up a playoffs or a seed spot uh, for me particularly at 7 and 4 if I beat Tavo this week. So, it's going to be very crucial. Um in the quarterback spot, right now Jared does not have a starter Ooh. He's just
0: hoping for Stafford to get healthy, which
1: wow, it's not looking good. So, he's going to be playing probably a bench quarterback this week. With Mahomes on a bye. Um uh, Christian has Dak Prescott playing against New England, so not a great matchup, but he's been a great quarterback for fantasy this year. In the running back spot, Jared has great matchups with Latavius Murray playing against Carolina and Alvin Kamara. Oh, he's got the Saints backfield. I didn't even realize that.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. He's
1: got uh, Dalvin Cook on a bye, though. That's why. uh,
0: Ooh, interesting.
1: Yeah, so he's... Man, Jared's going to be fighting a little bit of an uphill battle this week, but he's got two running backs on the same team. With a good matchup, I think Carolina's been the worst over the last two months in terms of rush defense, so very interesting there. Christian has Saquon Barkley, uh, still questionable, and Ezekiel Elliott playing against the Patriots, so two stars there who have been struggling in their own right, so that'll be interesting. In the wide receiver spot, Jared has Mike Evans and Jarvis Landry versus Christian's DeAndre Hopkins and Julian Edelman in the tight end spot we got Ryan Griffin versus Jacob Hollister i believe it's Jacob right uh yeah. in the tight end spot Jared has DK Metcalf versus uh, and Brandon Cooks coming back off his concussion versus Derrick Henry and Kareem Hunt so the early projections have Christian winning by 40 and that is excluding the uh, quarterback for Jared so it'll probably be a little closer to around 20 and, man, what are you thinking about this one? Jared's got some bye weeks that he's going to be fighting through. Yeah, and that's Christian's huge. got some bad matchups. So it's close.
0: Yeah, Christian does have a couple tough matchups, but the talent's all there in, in all uh, assets in all positions. Uh, but for me, it, it just makes me question. Uh, you know, Jared didn't make a good move as far as the Mike Evans trade. I love that for his team. But I'm surprised that he didn't decide to go for more Fav for, uh, oh, my gosh, what Baker Mayfield. Um, needing a quarterback this week in a huge huge matchup so it's surprising to see that he didn't gun for that which I'm glad because I ended up you know getting him so um, besides that and Brandon Cooks is still a maybe to play and he's gonna play oh really yeah
1: he's uh, he's been on track to play because we play uh Monday night I believe yeah um and Sean McVay said for the last like three or four days that he's on track to play Monday and it shouldn't be a problem
0: Alright, well that's good to hear for that and I think that his rec- receiving core is definitely upgraded now because of that. Um, as far as Christian goes like I said, he's got the talents all there. Um, short of you know some major floor plays from his team I just don't see Jared coming back from this one. So I'm going to take Christian in this one uh, just because it seems like he's got the better uh, I mean everyone's healthy, he's not really facing a- too many buys and uh, I think just Talent overwhelms Jared in this one.
1: Man, this one is hard for me to pick because, like you said, Christian's got the matchups, the bad matchups, and Jared's got the bye week, so it's hard to kind of see how that'll play out. But what I do think will be the Achilles heel of Jared's team this week is that he's starting two running backs on the same team, and Latavius Murray just doesn't get enough touches. It's not like playing uh, Melvin Gordon and Eckler because Eckler is getting a ton of work. Uh, Latavius Murray sees a lot less when Kamara's in there, so like you, Owen, I will pick Christian this week.
0: It's going to be a good matchup, nonetheless, to see how things play out, but Swoosh is on a huge roll, and Jared is just, I think, going to be scraping by on this one. So
1: Yeah, it'll be close, though. Very interesting. Uh, next matchup up, though, we got myself, the California Golden Yetis at 7-4. and four. Versus Zeke of Nature, Tavo at 3 and 8.
0: We both pick you. Next matchup.
1: <laughs>
0: you don't want to dive into it, Owen? What's to dive into? Melvin Gordon on a bye. Austin Eckler on a bye. Mal- uh, Michael Gallup against New England. Tyler Boyd against Pittsburgh. What else do you want? <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, I just.
1: <laughs> what? Okay, you're right. I'm picking myself. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, no disrespect to Tavo, though. You still got a chance, right?
0: Where? <laughs> Where? Yeah,
1: I got a good week to play, Tavo, because he beat me uh, week three of the season, right? I think, I think so. Week yeah, three. he did. And But man, he's got two guys on a bye this week, two most, uh, two big players on his team. He's also got Thielen on a bye, so he's going to be putting a patchwork team together this week.
0: If that. I mean, he didn't make any moves in the waiver wire this oh, week. Oh, he
1: did not make any moves, and he's got no running backs. He's got Ronald Jones. All <laughs> right. Well, good luck, Tavo. <laughs> um next matchup up we got the area 51 50s owen at six and five versus the shrimp fried guy steve at five and six and just like christian and jared's matchup this one is also crucial owen
0: as far as playoff picture goes hell
1: yeah as far as the playoff picture goes so if you lose this week it'll push steve to six and six and you will also be six and six so it's not a must win for you but it's a it's a really need to win, you but know.
0: A victory here secures the playoff picture as it stands right now, actually.
1: Uh yeah, it it would. You're right. Wow. So, so you have a chance to eliminate Steve, I believe. Yeah. Uh so in the quarterback spot you have Baker Mayfield versus Steve's Lamar Jackson. In the running back spot, you got Josh Jacobs and Leonard Fournette versus Mark Ingram and David Montgomery. In the wide receiver spot you have Tyler Lockett and John Brown versus Devontae Adams and Odell Beckham. In the tight end spot Jared Cook versus Zach Ertz in the flexes. You have Galladay and Miles Sanders versus DJ Moore and James White. Nearly projections. Owen have you winning by seven points, uh, so a small spread there. And what are you thinking going into your matchup with the Shrimp Fried guys?
0: Well, right now the blaring question for me is defense. It's hard to say that with New England being the number one defense this week, but they're going against Dallas, who has performed outstanding. Uh, as far as offensive production the past couple weeks on the shoulders of Dak Prescott and new England is starting to look a little bit more uh, I guess human (laughs) instead of this dominant defense. So besides that, I just got to, I mean, I have a decision to make there with Falcons going off past couple weeks against Tampa, but other positions, I mean, Tyler Lockett, I'm hoping he should be healthy as it stands. He is ready to play. Um, Josh Jacobs. I like a lot against New York. For it I'm waiting for him to have his big game. But the Baker Mayfield acquisition, I think, was the biggest part, too. It's going to take a lot f- to go against Lamar Jackson and Mark Ingram in that tandem there, um, especially going against the Rams. That that I think that is going to make or break this matchup.
1: It will, 100%, because the Rams' defense has actually been pretty good. It's kind of a bend-don't-break situation with Lamar Jackson. I mean, he's going to get yards. He's going to get points. It's just if we can con- uh, contain him in, in terms of touchdowns a little bit, we have a good chance of getting the victory and uh, sort of limiting the damage that he does to your team.
0: And I also find it funny because my, uh, his Vikings defense are on a bye, and he instead picked up the Lions to face his very own Redskins. So,
1: Oh, okay, so I didn't even realize that. So the projections will actually switch up a little bit. He will be favored to win 134 to 128. So, wow! Wow! So Steve's going to be favored to win this week, and once he subs in his defense, there he also might be playing AP and uh, Guys. So one of those guys maybe could inch into the lineup instead of Montgomery, who's been kind of shitty. <laughs> I don't know.
0: Well, even like DJ Moore or James White, you can even flex those positions instead. So yeah, I,
1: just, I mean, I don't. It's I, tough. So yeah. Steve's got some decisions to make for sure, and that could really be the uh, downfall of his team yeah. or the uprising. So this, Owen. Are you picking yourself?
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's not even a question.
1: Well, I will be the contrarian on this one. All right. I will pick Steve, just so it's a little yeah. different here. And
0: I can honestly see this one becoming like a decision, a matter or a matter of uh, who we decide to start as far yeah, as defense. it's going to come
1: down to coaching moves for both yeah. teams, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Uh, last matchup up, though, on our sheet here, we got the Green Bowl Packers, Hunter at four and seven. Versus team, knock on wood, if you're with me, David at six and five. So the early projections here is uh, real quick. Let me check the bye weeks. they or David has one bye. Got to get a kicker in there. So he will be projected to win. As it sits right now, though, Hunter projected to win by two points. In the quarterback spot, David has Aaron Rodgers versus Hunter's Drew Brees. James Conner and Devin Singletary on David's side versus Le'Veon Bell and Kalen Balage. In the wide receiver spot, David has Michael Thomas and DJ Chark versus Jamison Crowder and Julio Jones. In the tight end spot, we got Darren Waller versus Greg Olson. In the flexes, David has T.Y. Hilton and Terry McLaurin versus Hunters, Calvin Ridley, and Marvin Jones. So, Owen, as the projections sit, like I said, very close. Um, and I think, honestly, the teams are very close. So yeah, w- w- give me a rundown for this one.
0: So for this one, I like that Aaron Rodgers, it seems like for David, it always goes back to Aaron Rodgers and how he's looking to play in his matchups and how he's been trending. Um, I think this is a good uh, matchup for him uh, with the bye week. You know, San Francisco's a tough defense, but I like the way Aaron Rodgers can uh, prepare for a game after a bye week. So I think he might edge out the uh, quarterback spot there between Drew Brees as far as running backs go, I think the move uh, for picking up Lev Bell was very, very important there to stay um, relevant in this uh, matchup. For sure. And Kalen Bellage the fact that, um, what's his name? Mark Walton. Mark Walton is out of there. He becomes the lone back, I feel, besides nobody. nobody. Yeah. yeah, there's <laughs> nobody else there. <laughs> um, you know, and I, I like the way that uh, Hunter has this, Wide receiver stack in Atlanta and how it's performing for him. Um, honestly, for me, I think Hunter's going to pull this one off. I usually like to tend to go to David's way, but with with Julio Ridley and Jones, uh, I think that's a great receiving core this week. I think especially in these flex spots with McLaurin against Detroit and Ty questionable still teetering on that on this this health scale, I think it's going to be tough for him to pick up the slack in the flex spots. So give me give me Hunter in this one actually.
1: And for me, Owen, it's, it's interesting because as it sits today, we don't know if James Conner is going to play. We don't know if T.Y. Hilton is going to play. We don't know if Devonta Freeman is going to play. So David's team could be really affected by injury this week. And man, I hate to match up on all of these with you, but I, I think I'm going to take Hunter as well. Uh, just because I mean, his running backs are, He's got Levy on now, so that's much better than what he had in weeks what, past.
0: What about Jonathan Williams in there still on his bench to, to get plugged in?
1: Oh, yeah, you're right. Man, this one's it's a legit toss-up.
0: Yeah. And it's and it's it's important for Who'd David. Did you
1: take? You took Hunter? Yeah. All right, fuck it. I'll take David. Interesting. Put some respect on his name. I will put respect on David's <laughs> name. I will pick him. This one will be very close, though. I'm not really sold on either side, to be honest with you. So. That is it for this week's episode. So good luck, everybody, on your Week 12 matchups. Again, congrats to Christian and Jared for locking in those first two playoff spots that they've uh, they've achieved there. And
0: congratulations to Diego and Tavo.
1: For earning their spot in the Toilet Bowl. <laughs> you guys have had a great season, and it's only going to get better from here on out. <laughs> so good luck, everybody. We'll see you guys in Week 13. See you guys. Good luck. Bye.